This is Ed Voices from Education International in Brussels. Global news, opinions, and more from professional teachers, educators, and advocates dedicated to policy education for every student. All right, welcome back. Uh, we're here with Sean Slade. And uh, Sean, uh, you are uh, with ASCD. Can you explain to our folks what uh, ASCD is? Oh, how, how long do we have? <laughs> <laughs> All right, briefly. So ASCD is a, it were a global education association, um, mission-driven. So we've been around for 75 years. We actually came out of the National Education Association in the US. Um, we're focused around a whole child approach to education. We have about 125,000 members in, I think it's 138 countries, um, based just outside of Washington, D.C. We provide professional development, uh, policy work, um, directives, um, publications, um, books, and also magazines like educational leadership. We basically do um, everything that's needed, we believe, um, in making schools better and more productive. And ASCD is the, um, uh, the, if not the originator, at least the, the main proponent, maybe you could, could set us straight on that, of the whole concept of the whole child. Mm. So we, even though we've been around for 75 years and we've always been based around what's good for the child, um, almost 10 years ago to this year, back in 2007, we brought together a bunch of leading um, experts, thinkers, policymakers and said if we had to redesign education from the ground up what would it look like and we didn't invent the term whole child it's been around for decades if not longer but we did put a framework around whole child so for the last 10 years we've been focused around making sure that um, each child in each school and in each community is healthy safe engaged supported and challenged um, and those five tenants actually reflect Maslow's hierarchy. So things that all of us need to not only survive, but thrive. Um, and they're very often illustrated in a, in a pyramid um, with healthy and safe on the bottom, followed by engaged, supported, and then challenged. And unfortunately, what's happened, at least in the US um, context over the last decade, is there's been a lot of um, emphasis and funding um, around challenging students but there's been very little focus or very little funding or policies directed towards ensuring that schools are safe, healthy, um, supportive environments um, and staffed by well-qualified um, educators. Nevertheless, uh, ASCD believes that even though the schools have not done this, uh, you, you see that as an opportunity uh, in the sense mm -hmm. of, uh, was it... Uh, what, two or three years ago, ASCD uh, led the way on uh, a, uh, a kind of a, uh, a, a joint look at education and health together mm. in terms of policy. Can you go into that a little yeah, bit? Well, we've, we've always been, because of those that stance and also because of common sense, um, we've always known that the health of the individual student, the health of the teacher, the health of the environment is going to influence how um, students can learn and also just grow and develop. 
So about three years ago, along with International School um, Health Network, we put out a statement calling for the um, not just the alignment of health and education, because it's been aligned in many different places, but the integration of the two sectors in the school system. And what we called for was, it was really a reference to the World Health Organization um, back in 2013, Margaret Chan, who was the um, then Director General, um, put out a call to say, basically, we want health in all policies, but what can we do to ensure that other sectors take health more seriously? So our response to her call was to say, if you really want health adopted or integrated into education, then you need to show how a healthy environment, a healthy student, a healthy teacher um, benefits not just the health and well-being of those entities, but benefits the teaching and learning process. And so what we were saying is that for education to be adopted by educators and teachers, it needs to play into the culture of education and needs to be adapted into the policies of education. It's not just showing that healthier students will do better academically, but it's also showing that if the school environment is healthy, um, if it is supportive, if it is um, built around strong relationships, then you will get less um, staff turnover. You will get teachers who enjoy going to school more. You will have a more um, connected environment, which in itself is conducive to the teaching and learning process. Um, we held, I think it was at least four um, summits around that um, statement around the world. We held one in uh, Baltimore. We held another in um, Canada, in Ottawa. We held one in Paris, and we recently held one in um, Brazil as well. And what was interesting is that this discussion has been happening in various regions and countries around the world, um, and so we've been able to tap into these discussions. Um, this is something which has come up um, not only because of our discussions, but it's also come up in reference to the most recently released um, Sustainable Development Goals, which were ratified back in um, 2015, um, which have called for not only a Sustainable Development Goal focused on education, SDG 4, but also a Development Goal focused on health and well-being, which is SDG 3. How is the uh, uh, back a second to the engagement of the mm -hmm. of folks in the in the in the statement about uh, the, the the merging or the blending of health and education activities? Uh, the what what was the reaction of the health community uh, and the education community in terms of a closer uh, working relationship or or integration? Actually, is what you're calling for? Yeah, exactly. And my the the pushback one we didn't have to convince obviously. Um, the health community, that health and well-being needs to be a focus. Um, but what I thought there would be more pushback from um, the health community would be the fact that we were saying you need to not ask educators to do your work for you, for your outcomes. You need to show how what you're asking educators to do will actually help with educators' outcomes. I thought there'd be more pushback around that, but in fact there, there hasn't been. Um, the majority of health professionals who work with schools have actually responded by saying, we've been trying to have this conversation for a long time. 
Um, and I think what the statement was able to do was break down some walls and allow the two sectors to have more conversations. Um, at least here in the US, we've had we've known that the two sectors tend to speak in different semantics, almost different languages, um, for a long time. And having an entity such as um, ASCD, coming from an education perspective, having the International School Health Network um, coming from a health perspective, having Education International sign on as um, core leaders with this statement as well, from the teacher union and educator union perspective, um, I think has been groundbreaking and has allowed these conversations to occur uh, far more easily. It's allowed, um, it's also allowed educators to understand how focusing on health and well-being can actually aid not just the health and well-being of the students, which obviously they care about, but it can actually help teaching and learning in the classroom. And I'm a strong believer that once you convince every classroom teacher that focusing on safe, supportive, healthy environments actually will help your role and help your task on a day-to-day -day basis, that will start to impact what they do and how they interact with the kids moving forward. It makes the process less policy and more action-oriented, what they will do every single day in the classroom. So the UN last year passed the Sustainable Development Goals, 17 different goals. Uh, uh, education, uh, uh, as you mentioned, is goal four, mm. and health uh, provision is goal three. And um, obviously no one believes that these 17 goals can all be sort of met, uh, these challenges can be met in a vacuum or separately by mm. themselves. What's the practical effect of the, uh, the combination, uh, if you will, of goal three and four? health and education? Well the, well, the practical effect of one, one of having both the SDGs is fantastic. And in fact, having SDG 4, which also talks about not just access to education, but quality education, inclusive education, um, I think is a watershed. But what we need to make sure happens is that if we're developing 17 goals, and then a whole host of indicators under each, underneath each of those goals, that we cannot then have 17 systems for implementing these 17 goals. We need to see where there's commonality and where some of these sectors and where some of these goals can actually um, align and integrate together. Um, SDG 4 on education, SDG 3 on health, obviously go hand in glove as far as we're concerned. And so... As opposed to having, as we've seen, especially in many Western countries, a, um, a system of accountability which relates only to one goal or one outcome, we need to have systems of accountability which take into effect, at a minimum, these two goals on education and health and processes which are actually developed in consultation with each sector. All right. So, uh, in terms of the of next steps for uh, for ASCD and uh, in getting this uh, around, there's a I understand there's an organization that you're part of. In addition to the International School Health Network that Education uh, International is also involved in, uh, this group Fresh. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about Fresh a little bit? Yeah. So Fresh, the Fresh Network is hosted by UNESCO. Um, 
that most people are aware of, um, the UN body that focuses on education. Um, and they have had an, um, an organisation or a group called Fresh for a number of years, which has really been focusing on the nexus between education and health and school health in particular um, across the world. So not just developing countries, but also developed countries. Um, people who are members of Fresh include Save the Children, um, obviously ASCD, Education International, um, many other groups that work in developing countries um, and different contexts. And what we've been able to do, um, UNICEF is part of that as well. Um, OECD is part of that as well. Um, what we've been able to do is actually galvanise a group which hopefully if we develop this common North Star and common um, goal, um, we are able to get these various groups actually starting to plan their processes and their policies towards this direction. So I believe that the, the FRESH network holds great potential for um, not only supporting the integration of health and education, but actually driving um, the way that it plays out in various countries and also the way that it plays out in terms of global um, policy development as well. All right, Sean Slade, thank you very much. Thank you. Enjoy today's podcast? Then don't forget to subscribe to receive the latest Ed Voices. This was Ed Voices from Education International in Brussels on the web at ei-ie.org.